Monday night Raw reunion. Tampa, Florida, July 27th, 22nd, 2019. The Big Dave's Wrestling Review. We're going to review tonight's Monday Night Raw. The Monday Night Raw reunion. So, did you miss me? I missed you guys. Had a good weekend. It was hot. Of course it is. Getting towards the end of July, so of course the temperatures aren't going to be scorching right now in Kentucky. It's mostly the humidity that gets you the most here. It just gets hard to breathe. Got a cricket somewhere in the background. I think it's done now. Oh well. Uh, shows like Monday Night Raw, Reunion... I go into I go into each week of Monday Night Raw with the lowest of expectations, and somehow they still uh, seem to make me disappointed. With tonight's show, I wanted to go into it with just knowing what I'm going to get, knowing that it's not going to be anything special it's not going to be a uh, uh anything for storyline it's not going to have any logic any kind of psychology in the ring things like that i figured there would be really no storylines that were um continued but uh of course you know i wanted to go into it with just the open mind of saying you know hey don't expect anything and open mind, just enjoy what it's going to be. Uh, the biggest reunion show ever on Monday Night Raw. A lot of the so-called legends that they had were mid-level, you know, legends if at best. Some of them were the, but they, you know, they they saved the big names to the very very end, which. I guess it's smart, you know, because they want people to stick around for the whole show. Um, a lot of the stuff they did with the 24-7 title tonight was basically revolved around the legends. And um, But the one thing that stood out to me mostly through all this, this show was, other than the Bray Wyatt segment, everything I kind of um, seen it coming, before, like... Um, it, even if I didn't see it coming, I saw it like right before it happened. I said, oh, this is about to happen. Or I see what they're about to do here. They should do this here, you know, and then they do that. Um, and when I say they should do this here, I don't mean as in this is good stuff. Like this is what they should be doing to make the show better as much as uh, I see what they're, they're probably, they should be doing this next according to, the rules of the WWE Monday Night Raw product that I've watched for so long now. Uh, I have gotten behind on my New Japan G1 Classic stuff, man. I've got to get to watching some of that. I mean, really, it's the only reason I even have the New Japan World subscription is for the G1 Classic. And, of course, you know, they're bigger pay-per-views. But... Uh, I'll get to it, you know, it's just a lot of wrestling to watch right now, man, a lot of stuff going on, uh, news about Eric Bischoff, 
and things like that coming out this week. Uh, people, if you're not aware, you know, Eric Bischoff was named accordingly the directive, uh, executive director of SmackDown Live. Well, you know, everyone has been expecting him to take over. You know, some people thought he was going to take over right away. Other people said that it would be after Extreme Rules. Uh, Eric Bischoff actually came out on his podcast and said, you know, from day one, the dirt sheets have reported this, you know, move all wrong. Uh, there has been even people that have said that he will have zero input in the creative department, which... If you remember at one point I kind of mentioned that myself you know thinking he was handpicked to basically be the uh, filter between the Fox Network and Vince McMahon those of course are alleged you know allegations things like that um, but I guess last week he was not at Smackdown maybe he was but he'd just gotten to move into Stanford Connecticut and basically, I'm, I'm thinking this is the first week, this Tuesday will be the first week that he's actually uh, backstage for SmackDown Live taping or, you know, I guess it's called a taping even though it's live. Um, so, you know, with Eric Bischoff, guys, again, I'm not a, I've never been this huge Eric Bischoff fan. I've never been this, uh, I never... I, I, I didn't hate Eric Bischoff by any means, but I just never really uh, put much stock into his his horse, you know. And I'm, creatively, I believe he had a lot of help in WCW uh, with some of the stuff that he was doing. But, you know, I used to just dog WCW because of their storylines and things like that, you know. But... You look at the product now, and I would, you know, kill to have some of those storylines that they had in WCW on Raw, you know, because those made a lot more sense, you know, now than they did back then, or even closer to what I would want to see than what they're giving us now. So, uh, like I said, guys, it's been a good, you know, long week. I'm tired. Have my days off. I look forward to Monday Night Raw so I can not only watch it, but come back and give you guys my review and uh, my input on that. Again, guys, you can follow us. I got my Facebook back activated, so thanks for all of you guys that shared the podcast on your social media outlets while that was down. It was a big, long process. Had to be on the phone with Yahoo, Facebook, everybody else, Gmail. It was just a big, long, drawn-out deal, but I've got it fixed now. I'm back on my old, original Facebook, so that's going to help me out. Uh... So you can follow me on my personal Facebook page, David Vaughn Lindsay. You can follow me there. I'm close to being capped out on friends, so uh, I would assume within a couple weeks I won't be able to add people on there for friends, but you can still follow me. Instagram, DVL Music. You can also go to the Big Dave Club on Instagram and Facebook to keep up with me there. Um, of course... You can find the Big Dave Wrestling Review on, of course, the Anchor app, which is what I use to record and distribute my podcast, but you can go on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, just a lot of different, I don't even know all the outlets it's available on now, which is good. 
Um, so just look up Big Dave's Wrestling Review. You can also go to YouTube. Big Dave's Wrestling Review on YouTube is the channel. Uh, when you get there, guys, make sure that you're hitting a like, subscribe to the network, the, uh, subscribe to the channel, excuse me, hit the bell notification icon. That way you will be alerted whenever I do share new videos. If you are you know, listening on iTunes or Google Play or any outlet that you guys are listening to this on, um, make sure that you know, you're either leaving a comment, leave me a rating, uh, you know, whatever you think, it doesn't matter. Um, also you can go there, subscribe and like the page. So, you know, exactly when these things are dropping, there's also available outlets there on, um, the anchor app. I know for sure you can actually leave me a voicemail. If you leave me a voicemail, I will share it on the next show. You can also donate to the big Dave wrestling review and, you know, for $1 a month, you can get a shout out on the show and we'll be doing some exclusive prizes here shortly on that. Now, um, I did mention, I did mention, or if you, if you follow me, you saw a little trailer, a little teaser that I put up for, um, the adventures of big Dave, a, a podcast series that I'm wanting to start, which is kind of a spinoff of big Dave's wrestling review. And, um, the, the main reason I'm doing it is, um, I want to challenge myself more, but the main reason I'm doing it is I have a lot of people that, you know, want to support me in what I'm doing with the podcast, but they can care less about pro wrestling, like they just don't care about wrestling. So with this, what I wanted it to be and what I wanted to, if I, you know, push for it and I, it's, I'm be honest with you, this first episode for the Big Dave, uh, Adventures of Big Dave, I'm kind of toiling over it in my mind because, you know, the wrestling podcast was easy to start that first episode because I basically, you know, started it after a pay-per-view, a big pay-per-view. I, I know the product. I know wrestling. All I'm doing is just spouting out stuff that, you know, is on my mind about a, a certain topic, which is, you know, professional wrestling. The Big Dave Adventures, though, um, I wanted to somehow, you know, possibly showcase the, the more of a comedic side of what I'm doing and also uh, tell stories of my friends and, and and people that I've met throughout my life um, and just kind of tell I don't want to be that guy's like tell my story of how I got here I mean I'm not some big success story by any means but um, just kind of chronicle what goes on day to day you know I will cover certain things like in the past that have happened tell stories which is always fun and always good to do that and um but uh, people have to understand something and and it's not anything um it's not anything directed towards anyone that listens to this podcast or or anyone that may hear this podcast and think i'm directing it towards another individual you know, and then you go run off and tell them all Big Dave's talking about you on his podcast. Um, this isn't what I'm doing. This is, this is not what my statement is about here. But um, first off, <laughs> a lot of those crazy adventures and stories in the past, um, I, was, I was pretty hammered drunk for a lot of that. And a lot of it is... blurry and it's hard to remember some of that stuff for me um i know 
you know, as you get older, things tend to, you know, you, you tend to forget things, and as you get older, you, you tend to think stories played out differently than they really did, you know, in your head. Um, and that's a proven fact that happens. And, you know, it was hard for me to go back and, and tell some of these stories um, without getting into other things that, to be perfectly honest with you, some of my friends have successful careers. Uh, they're in the public eye. They, you know, there's stories that I could tell about some of my friends that probably they may not want told out in the public, you know. So, I respect my privacy you know, and, um, so I know other people do as well. There's certain subjects or certain topics that I will not talk about. Um, anyone who's followed my journey and, you know, you probably can know what those topics are about. There's certain things I just will not discuss. Uh, I can discuss, you know, there's certain people that, um, a lot of people support and, um, there's certain artists in this little community um, we're talking about the music now, not wrestling, you know, um, that a lot of people support that I don't necessarily not support, but I, I'm not, um, not their biggest fan either. Um, there's, you know, so there's things, there's things that happen in life that, um, I don't want to bring up. I don't, you know, and I guess I'm doing it right now, but I'm, I'm doing it on the wrestling show just so people, if they want to tune in, uh, the people who are going to tune into the other show kind of give you an idea of what I'm trying to do. And, you know, um, that's why it's so hard for me to come up with the, the you know, the very first episode, because, um, I want to be a one man deal. I want to do it on my own and I don't care to have guests and, you know, do, uh, interviews, things like that. That's fine. You know, um, but I just want it to be the way I want it to be on my end and nobody can control that, but me. And, uh, you know, I've had multiple people message me about the wrestling review. Uh, as soon as I started it up, I've had, you know, people message me and say that they were interested in helping me do this or, <clears throat> they wanted me to join up with them and let's have a podcast together or I'd like to be a guest on your podcast or we should discuss this show or you should do a segment like this or a program like this, which is all fine and dandy. I think but it's hard for me to say no sometimes and I'm, I'm a nice guy, you know, so instead of saying no, I might say something like, ah, oh, yeah, we'll see or maybe we can do that, you know, and. And I've had a lot of people want to join up with me, and I and honestly, right now I'm at I'm at a small little level, so I can't really add other people into the mix. I'm recording these shows sometimes two, three, four o'clock in the morning, you know, nine o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning, or you know, uh, three o'clock in the afternoon. You know, I'm recording these episodes when I have the time, when I feel like getting sitting down and doing the show. So it's hard for me to match those schedules up because I have such a crazy schedule. So with this and the Big Dave, uh, the, the Big Dave wrestling review will always be a staple. But the, the ventures of Big Dave will be more of just, a, like, like I said, I want it to be more of showcasing 
who I am, what I'm, what I, what I'm doing. I want to bring up the past, but I want it to be more about the present and what's coming up in the future. And uh, so, if you guys follow me on this, be on the lookout for the adventures of Big Dave, and it's going to be something different. And I really want y'all's input and give me ideas for what you want to hear. Uh, again, like I said, I don't care to talk about my friends and how I, you know, how I met these people. I don't care to talk about the stories of you know, going, going to these shows, you know, I could tell you a story about a pretty well-known person, you know, and I made myself look like a complete idiot in front of these people. I felt like, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just an old, you know, raised by an old redneck in Kentucky, you know, I'm not anything special. And you get around some of these fancy folks and you tend to say things and not realize man you're they they look down on you a little bit you know so yeah, there's stories that i just kind of want to stay away from because i'm all about staying positive on people's lives i might destroy the product of wwe but you know i'm not here to um try to downgrade somebody or make them seem smaller than me in their actual day-to-day -day life you know or what they do for a living uh but anyway so be, you know, be on the lookout. The Adventures of Big Dave, it is coming. It will be out on every outlet, just like the wrestling review. And soon enough, you know, it's just like I said, it's hard for me to come up with that first episode. What I want to do on that very, very first episode. Well, now that I have babbled on and rattled on about wrestling and adventures and Facebook problems and everything else, again... Thank you so much. We are going to be right back after this quick commercial, and we're going to go right into the Monday Night Raw review. Monday Night Raw reunion, Tampa, Florida. Big Dave's Wrestling Review will be right back after this brief message. guys welcome back and once again everything that i've done on here dist distribution wise for the uh, big dave wrestling review has been basically through anchor i mean it literally walks me through everything so other than youtube um i've used anchor for pretty much all of my distribution all right so monday night raw like i said i went into tonight not expecting much just go in as a fan and try to enjoy the nostalgia that will be monday night raw tonight show starts off with John Cena, someone we have not seen in a while, someone that, you know, you kind of miss, uh, even though I was never the big, the big, huge Cena guy. I like the Doctor of Thugonomics, but I wasn't the big white bread John Cena guy. Um, John Cena comes out, talks about how great, happy he is to be here, this is home, and, um, you know, basically starts to show off with a bang now the usos come out and the usos challenge him to a rap battle and then out you know they do their little rap battle john cena makes fun about when they got arrested um you know he turns to the doctor of thugonomics real quick out comes rakishi and john cena's like oh here comes rakishi he's in there with his sons they're about to do the dance 
John Cena gets ready to leave. Rikishi says, no, you need to back that ass up, get in the ring and dance with me. So they're all lined up. The music's about to stop. They're about to do their dance. And out come the Revival with, you know, big heel dick move. And the Revival have Devon Dudley with them because, from what I understand, Bubba Ray did not want to come to the show tonight. Uh, they take a break. And they do a SummerSlam preview, little preview ad, and at the very end of it, it Bray Wyatt's fiend face flashes on the screen at the end, which I, I thought was cool. Um, then you got Booker T. He comes in. He's going to be on the announce team, and you start off the revival with Devon uh, uh, Dudley in, the, in their corner versus the Uso with Rikishi in their corner. You know, I've already heard people talking about, yeah, we've seen this match so much. They've wrestled nine times and blah, blah, blah. And yes, you're right. I mentioned in my notes, yes, I have seen this match quite a bit. But I really could watch these guys work every night just because of how good they are in the ring. Um, doesn't mean I want to, you know, <laughs> but if, if I have to at least get one decent match out of the show, I can guarantee you these guys, if given the time, will put on a good match, all right? Then something amazing happens. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have listened to my podcast, then you do not know how much I have been preaching and asking for this change. I'm telling you, Vince McMahon was the one that hacked my Facebook, and he is the one who's listening into this podcast. I can just feel it. I just know it. When's Big Dave gonna drop another review? I need that shit. They go into a commercial break, and OMG... They're doing the small picture in picture Raw ad. They're doing what they do on SmackDown on Raw. Thank you. Was that so hard? Was that so hard to do? And guess what? We didn't have any silly elimination matches tonight. We didn't have any two out of three falls matches tonight. We didn't have those, you know, we had those times where we know why they're doing this, why they're taking a break here. But really, it flowed well. The night flowed well for what it was, okay? And, you know, the way they set up the Samoa Joe-Roman Reigns match, it was different. You know, they almost had like a little mini-match before the bell even starts, and they even actually had the match. They had like a little... Almost like a street fight out there outside the ring, you know? Something non-sanctioned. So we go into the ad, the little picture-in-picture ad, and they're finally doing it for Raw. I believe they only did it one time, but this, I told you guys, I'll admit it, you know, when they do something good, I'll tell you. They finally did something good. They finally did something that makes sense, even though it has nothing to do with storylines or logic. It does, but in, in not a roundabout way. But you, they finally are are learning how to try to piece this together a little bit better. And uh, I, I saw that. I saw them. I could tell they were about to go to a commercial break because you can tell by the influx of Michael Cole's voice. They have trained your brain 
for years and years, someone would get thrown outside, you know, and they'd about to go to commercials, say, Seth Rollins, Willie's going to make it. He'll make it to the can counter. Seth Rollins is in full control now. The Miz, thrown to the outside. How's the Miz going to be able to outlast this? We'll know after this break. And then we'll go to commercial. He did one of those voice fluctuations where I was like, that sounds like they're about to go to commercial. Picture in picture, small advertisement, brought to you by Burger King. The advertisement even had Alexa Bliss in the commercial and Ron Simmons singing Damn at the end. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, come on, guys. That made it, that right there made the whole segment right there worth it. I've never been more excited about a commercial break in my life than that moment right there. Because this is what I've been saying for three weeks now, guys. You do it on SmackDown, why can't you do it on Raw? What is the difference? And now, not only do you get the same effect that you have when you do it on SmackDown, you get two of your superstars on a, on a commercial. You get Alexa Bliss and Ron Simmons in a Burger King commercial promoting something, getting them a little bit extra money. So, yeah, man. I mean, good. Finally had something go right. It finally, you know, something that I have been implementing that they should put it, I've been saying they should implement in the product. They finally did it. Excuse me, I had to take a drink. Now, they may have only done it, you know, that one time. I don't remember seeing it again, but they did it one time. They pulled it off right. Good deal. All right, so we come back from the Burger King commercial. We've got, um, basically, this match breaks down. Rikishi and Devon are on the outside. Um, they have words, and it sets, sets it up to where, you know, the Revival are talking to Rikishi, telling him back up. Turns around, super kick, splash. The Usos win. So, the Usos victory, but no dance at the end. We go backstage to Caitlin, Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke, and Tori Wilson. And they're talking about Alicia Fox's hat. Who I'm assuming is brought back as a reunion. So, she's still on the roster. Um... Uh, you know, she's been there a long time, and there's a reason she's there, because it's never been because of her wrestling. That's all I'm going to say about that, and I'm not insinuating that she's having sex with people. I'm just saying, there's a reason she's there, and it ain't because of her wrestling. And I'm not trying to say it has anything to do with a sexual, like she's, I'm not, I'm not saying she's a slut. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying there's something else that's got to be going on there. So uh, they're in there and they're talking about a hat. And then here comes Santino Morella. Drew McIntyre walks up to them, shakes his head and says, Legends. Kind of blown them off. This is what you call legends. Go to a commercial. They come back. They talk about the R-Truth Comic Con deal and the hurricane. And then... Um, Drake gets a roll-up, you know, he kicks out. Hurricane gets a roll-up, he kicks out. 
whatever. Um, just don't care why they would show me this. If I'm a fan of this, if I'm a diehard fan of this product, I've probably seen this already. But I guess there's a lot of people that don't even know what it is. I don't know what it had to do. I don't know what it added to the 24-7 storyline at all. But, you know, it was a quick little segment, so I'm not complaining too bad. Uh, after that, you seen the Godfather backstage, and I realized how much I forgot, the, how much I for, uh, missed the Godfather. Um, I miss him. I miss the Godfather. I wish he'd come back. <laughs> I know he can't wrestle, but I just, I just love that character, the Godfather. Uh, roll up a fatty for this pimp daddy, the Godfather, classic. So that I pop for that. McIntyre enters the ring, uh, and then here comes Cedric Alexander, and there's still zero pop for Cedric Alexander. Um, McIntyre jumps in before the bell rings. I'm watching this match, and I'm seeing all the closed fists, and I'm thinking, man, I wish the closed fist was still illegal. There's a random statement. Um... Drew McIntyre does his reverse Alabama slam onto the corner of the apron where he kind of slingshots his face into the corner of the apron. Um, then there's another Viking Raiders backstage spot that they've been doing before the break where they kind of show them in this area backstage and it's red and there's fog and they're uh, uh, looking all mean and you know they're about to wrestle soon. Um, now... This match, um, after that, they go to a backstage spot. After you know, when they come back, and you see Drake Maverick running around in, in the locker room with the belt, and there's nobody else around. And at that moment, it triggered in my head they're gonna have a legend win the 24 7 title, and then right after that, it triggered in my head. They're going to have a bunch of them win the title tonight. And I already knew where they were going with this. But Boogeyman comes out. Um, does his spiel. Um, once the Boogeyman comes out. Pat Patter, he, he basically, Drake falls down. And grabs his back. Like, oh, that really hurt. And Pat Patterson pins him. One, two, three. I'm pretty sure he had his foot on him. And all he had was his, his foot on his chest. Drake Maverick's completely conscious at this time. He's just, his back's out or something, I guess. So Pat Patterson is now a 24-7 title and wins it. Pretty cool little pop for everybody. Everybody likes seeing Pat Patterson, Gerald Bristow, you know, the little goons. The Yes Men for Vince McMahon years ago. No Vince McMahon on this show, which I thought was odd. So Christian comes out, and he joins the commentary team. Lillian Garcia is the ring announcer. It's the Viking Raiders against Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Uh, and they're introduced as the former tag team champions, Lillian Garcia. Um, no one has ever, I've never heard that before. Just like the, um, match with what, Mike Kanellis was says, you're a winner in under a minute. I've never heard the ring announcer say that before. I've never heard the ring announcer announce a team coming to the ring 
they were former tag team champions. You know, I just haven't heard. It's like cricket again. I just never have heard that. So, uh, Hawkins made them look good. That's the difference between putting um, skilled professionals that do this every day and giving them an opportunity. Um, other than some um, random local guy who's the hot thing on the indie scene right now in their little home dunk town that they're in. You know, they're not trained enough to sell as well. I mean, uh, Hawkins made that Viking experience look amazing. He got a lot of lift. He actually spread his arms wide uh, at the top of his, like, you know, trajectory of him falling. You know what I'm saying? It was almost like he just spread wide. Caught, and, you know, it was just perfectly executed. Um, so that looked great. Then we have Eve, I think, backstage. Eve Torres, Eric Bischoff. Um, what else we have down there? We had... Oh, we had Ron Simmons. Uh, Mike Canellis, I think, was in there. And she... Uh, who was it? Marie... You know, giving him hell. Whatever. Ron Simmons grabs a megaphone, does the damn in the megaphone which is kind of funny. Uh, then we go backstage to the club, and they've got brand new shirts, brand new logo, OC. So they're going to be, you know, on the RDC, they're trying to sell them because all three of them are wearing the same shirt. Um, they said they're going to make a statement tonight. Then it shows uh, Gerald Briscoe with the belt. Evidently, he has pinned Pat Patterson while we were interviewing AJ Styles in the club. Kelly Kelly then enters, and she somehow pins Gerald Bristow. And then in comes Samoa Joe. And I'm thinking, all right, what's Samoa Joe got to say tonight? Um, he says shows like tonight are a plague to the WWE because of our addiction to uh, or a ridiculous addiction to nostalgia. And he's putting down the Usos and put it down Rakishi said, You come in here, you want to do your little dances. Here comes Roman Reigns. Of course he has to stand up for the legends. How else is he going to get over? Uh, Michael Cole mentions ah uh, he's he's a bloodline talking about Rikishi and the Usos, you know, they're all related. Roman Reigns comes out. He does his pose on the apron. He goes to one corner of the ring. He does his pose there. He goes to another corner of the ring. Totally turns his back on Samoa Joe. Why doesn't he attack him while he's doing that? You turn your back to Samoa Joe. You pay for it. It's been proven time and time again, but not when it's Roman Reigns now. So, uh, they have a little squabble, you know, go back and forth. They actually, they, they wrestle, not well, don't wrestle, but they fight on the outside. Um, you know, Samoa Joe says he's going to leave. Roman Reigns says, sorry guys, not all Samoans are cowards. Uh, when Roman Reigns comes in, he says, you know, what happens when you talk about my family? Samoa Joe says, oh, well, 
I guess I hear you out because I guess you need to do what you need to do because I've already said something about your family. And he says, well, we're from the same island and you know what that means. You know, I, I get it. They're adding a little they're adding a little something there, but is that a storyline that's gonna continue, Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe for SummerSlam? If so, I ain't mad at it, you know, although it just it's just a throw together match, I think. Of course Roman wins. Nothing else. You know, what would you expect? Um, you have a Miz T V segment because you always have to have Miz T V now on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Seth Rollins is in there. He's talking about Brock Lesnar, uh, doing his impression of Paul Heyman, uh, saying Brock Lesnar, saying he looks like a big stone. He's trying to be funny, and it's just not really working. Seth Rollins isn't a comedy guy, you know. Um, it says he's a Brock wannabe. He says I don't want to be. I don't want to be Brock. Brock is a Seth Rollins wannabe. Paul Heyman comes out, has a promo. Seth Rollins says, you know, if you're going to come out here every week and talk the talk, you need to walk the walk. Paul Heyman runs off. But where's Brock? My Night Raw reunion, is he not a part of that? Where's Vince? He's not a part of it. I'm telling you guys, Brock Lesnar is the smartest man in professional wrestling right now. Next to Vince. Um, then for the first time that I can remember in a long time, at least you have Seth Rollins, give him an old catchphrase of we're going to burn it down, you know, get everybody to sing along. Uh, Sammy Zayn interview says it's pathetic. All these legends out here coming back for one more cheer. Ray Mysterio then approaches, uh, Kurt Angle comes out. Says, when I was general manager, we settled it in the ring. And that's how you go to that. Then you have uh, Melina, up, I guess, Alondra Blaze. She comes out. She somehow gets the 24-7 title off these other girls. And says, don't worry, I won't be the champ for long. Jonathan Coachman comes out on commentary. We have Rey Mysterio versus Sami Zayn. Regular match, put together, throw throw together match, just like the other two. Sami Zayn looks like he's going to actually walk out of the match altogether. But out comes RVD, Sergeant Slaughter, the Hurricane, and Kurt Angle. They send him back into the ring. Um, and there where Rey Mysterio, of course, hits a 619 and uh, does the RVD frog splash to win the match. Uh, Limo pulls out in the back. And it is Ric Flair. And Flair is in the limo. We also have a segment with the Street Profits. I don't know these guys' names individually. The bigger guy, he's putting eye drops in his eyes. Says he was chilling with RVD. Uh, Mark Henry, Ric Flair was in there popping champagne in the bathroom. But then the... Boogeyman showed up and they all got freaked out. Phone rings. He says it's the Godfather and he's got to go. Kind of a cool segment. Can't believe they actually put that part in there with RVD. Um, so Lunder Blaze comes out. And as she's coming out, I said, I bet she's going to throw the title in the trash. 
And what she do? She grabs a trash can. But before she does, Ted DiBiase comes out and says he'll buy the title, pulls out a stack of $100 bills, and buys the title. Jerry the King Lawler comes out now to be another guest announcer, and we have AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. They have a new Tron, a new video. I mean, it's a whole with the logo, the new OC logo. Um, DX comes out for Seth Rollins, I guess, in support of Seth Rollins. Some point in the match, uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson jump in and start beating up Seth. Then in comes DX to break it up. There's a standoff with DX and the club. The club hold out their two sweet little click hand gestures. DX basically holds up the hand gestures and gives the cross chop, tells them to suck it. They then leave the ring. They go out and they pick up some chairs. They're surrounding Seth Rollins, Triple H, and uh, Shawn Michaels on the aprons. All three of the club have chairs in hand. Then you hear the Road Dogs music. Um... And with the Road Dog, out comes X-Pac, Hall and Nash. Uh, I would have loved to, at this point to see like Hall and Nash because they were wearing the NWO stuff. It would have been cool to see them maybe hit them from behind or something like that. That would have been cool, but, you know, it is what it was. Uh, then we have Mark Henry and Mick Foley talking backstage. Before we go to the break, the Million Dollar Man has the belt. He's walking into his limo. As he's walking to his limo, he shuts the door. You hear some ruckus going on inside the limo. You hear a referee say, one, two, three. Out of the limo comes Drake Maverick. He is, again, the 24-7 champion. So we go um, back to... The ring, and McFoley is now in the ring after the break. And he's talking about, you know, last time he, you know, he was here. He was talking about the 24-7 title. Then Drake Maverick takes off running through the crowd, out through the ring. And you, <laughs> you hear McFoley kind of stumble around and says, Come to Daddy. Come to Papa or something, I guess. Talking about the 24-7 title. Everybody runs past him. They run up the ramp. Mick Foley says, have a nice day. And he would like to get that 24-7 title sometime before the night's over. He says, I've had a lot of great moments on Monday Night Raw. I was asked to pick out my favorite. And here it is. And it goes, of course, to the segment of him when he won the championship on Monday Night Raw. As the highlight reel is playing on the Titantron, you see it stop, it slows down, the lights go out. Same way that the Bray Wyatt return was done last week. And I don't know if it was Corey Graves, Michael Cole, or who, but as everything goes on, they're like, oh, what is this? It's the same thing as last week. You should know exactly what's going on, man. Like, don't be stupid. <laughs> but I'm kind of like, oh shit, like, they're going to have him put the sister Abigail on Mick Foley in the middle of that ring. So, you know, lights come on, Bray Wyatt appears, and then, since Mick Foley really can't take a bump, 
he uses the mandible claw, Mick Foley's old move when he was mankind. It later becomes the Socko gimmick. But he puts the mandible claw on Mick Foley, puts him down, and it was, again, it was cool. It wasn't not quite as cool as last week, but they're working with a guy who can't take a bump. I thought it was great. Keep this up. I want to see Bray, you know, pushed to the limit with this character. So, we did get Bray Wyatt this week. I didn't expect that tonight. Uh, to be honest with you, I did not expect them to bring Bray Wyatt out at all. Then you have, um, after that, come back from commercial. Moment of bliss. Her guest is Becky Lynch. As soon as they start talking, Natalie comes out and interrupts. Uh, looked like Natty had a new shirt. It looked like the old Brett the Hitman Hart logo on it. Couldn't, maybe it's not new. I thought it was. Um, this leads to a pull apart with, you know, Becky Lynch and Natalia. Um, we'll see where the story, this was the only real storyline in the whole evening that was, other than the 24-7 title, <laughs> this was the only segment that had storyline from last week still involved with it. Everything else was just feel-good moments. Um, oh, drinks, Making his way to the limo. As he's making his way to the limo, his wife is in there saying, come on, hurry up, hurry up. She opens the door. R-Truth gets behind him, rolls him up, one, two, three, then jumps in the limo. The limo pulls off with Drake Maverick's wife in the limousine still. So we'll see where that leads. Next, we have Braun Strowman come out against the local jobber. Do not know who he was. Braun Strowman dominates. He uh, actually gets to the microphone and says, Don't blink. This is not going to take very long. He wins with what looked like a high-impact choke slam. Um, and after that, we're going basically to the main part of the show. Uh, Ric Flair walks out looking like only he can. Strutting, styling, profiling. And... Uh, as he's coming out there, um, then I notice all the other legends. They start to follow out, okay? Uh, then there's a moment where all the legends are kind of line up. They're telling me there's so many of them, they're actually having to crowd up on the stage. Well, then Hogan's music hits. Now, Hogan's come out, and he's cutting his promo, and Mark Henry is standing behind Hogan. Mark Henry did not clap for Hulk Hogan. Not one time. Mark Henry kept his face down or away from Hogan about 90% of the time that Hogan had the microphone. There was only one moment where I believe I actually saw Mark Henry nod his head in approval with anything that Hulk Hogan said, and that was in a moment where Hulk Hogan was talking about the fans, you know, being the lifeblood of everything. I'm pretty sure Mark Henry has not forgiven Hulk Hogan for his comments. And um, my view on that is this. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone says things that they shouldn't say. Um, being a white kid from the South, 
to say that I've never used that word in a temperament of a bad manner would be a lie. You know, I, I, I don't use the word now. But when you're young and dumb and you're raised in a certain way in a certain aspect, that you know term is used loosely. Um, so I, I understand people make mistakes. On the other side of this equation, I am just a white kid from Kentucky. I don't understand what it's like to be a black man in America, much less anywhere else. And um, I can't put myself in his shoes. I can't put myself in Mark Henry's shoes. So it's very uh, discerning to me when I hear people tell Mark Henry, especially when they're Caucasian, until and say things like, well, Mark Henry just needs to let that shit go. Mark Henry needs to just, you know, let that pass. That's not your place to say because you've never walked in that man's shoes. Okay, and, and, you know, I heard it said, you know, what people don't realize is Hulk Hogan was not just a, a hero to little white kids. He was a hero to little black kids, little white kids, Mexican kids. You know, he was, he was a hero to kids worldwide of all races, all creeds. But I noticed that. And I noticed that, and I also noticed they had Booker T behind him as well. Booker T has been very a lot more lenient towards Hogan, uh, but to let Booker T tell it, Hulk Hogan was the reason that the Harlem Heat got a push the way they did in WCW. So he's more apt, I'm sure, uh, to forgive the man. You know, and, you know, Mark Henry, I don't know how much he actually was around Hulk Hogan. Booker T worked with him a little bit more. You know, he's a bit more, uh, worked with him in WCW more and things like that. So, uh, that was the one thing that I noticed. They had Booker T there and Mark Henry kind of behind Hulk Hogan. And Mark Henry looked just almost disgusted that he had to stand there and listen to Hulk. So, I don't think Mark Henry has forgiven Hulk Hogan a bit, and I think it was very evident in his body language. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get a little bit of a lashing out for that, because I'm, I guarantee you other people saw it too. If I saw it, number one, and number two... Mark Henry really doesn't give a shit, though, I'm sure. Mark Henry's good. Mark Henry don't need the WWE anymore like that. Mark Henry's done everything he can do for the business, and he did what he was supposed to do while he was there. Granted, I'm sure there were times where he was young and hard-headed, you know, and, you know, didn't follow directions the way he should have, but that man's earned the right to stand there and not clap. If there's something he doesn't agree with, he's earned that right, regardless of the color of his skin. As a professional wrestler, that man has earned that right in my eyes. So they go to play Hulk Hogan's music after he says his prayers and vitamins and all that. And it just seemed like the music kept lasting and lasting a little bit too long. And 
we're all waiting for, of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, where's Austin? When's he going to come out? And I said, you know, to myself, when he comes out, he needs to go straight to the ring. He don't need to be out there up on the ramp talking like that. He needs to come through. He needs to bust through that crowd, pushing them out of the way like, who are you? Get out of my way. Strut his ass down there the only way the only way he can walk. Get on the turnbuckle, give the middle fingers, and go in there and cut a hell of a promo. And be Stone Cold Steve Austin that we all want to see. And that's what he did. It's exactly what he did. I don't care. I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. He is my all-time favorite professional wrestler of all time and um nobody will ever top that i wish his career could have lasted longer but i'm so glad that he walked away when he did and didn't continue to hurt his body and and because you know he couldn't come out now at an age that he's at now and still hit the i don't know if you watched the whole thing you know he's actually running the ropes hitting the ropes He's jumping up on the turnbuckle. I think Stone. I think Steve might have had a few too many of his little IPAs or something. But um, he was being natural. And at some point, he said, "I don't know how much time we got. I don't know how much time we got." They said we got about a minute and a half. You know, they told me I was a little nervous when I come out here. I'm not nervous now. They told me to come out here and be myself. He talks about the the WWE. Those people are his family and how the fans are his family. You know, this is a family reunion. Um, Eric, I mean, excuse me, Stone Cold Steve Austin went out there and um, he never disappoints. And he didn't tonight. And they leave you with the nostalgic go home of Stone Cold being Stone Cold. Again, no Vince McMahon. Which, you know, no Shane McMahon, no Stephanie, so there's none of the authority there. They're really trying to make it look like Heyman is the, the main man in charge. They're doing a pretty decent job of that. No two out of three falls matches. We had the picture-in-picture picture ads, a little small screen with the ad. No dumb elimination matches. Hmm. Nothing that made real sense in the matches that we had. You know, there were storylines. Nostalgia was there, but a lot of it was people just standing around and coming in and doing their little catchphrase and getting their paycheck and going home. But, again, what do you expect? What, what do you think you're going to get? So, am I disappointed in tonight's Raw? Absolutely not. No, I'm not disappointed because, again, there was nothing that I was looking forward to being some kind of major breakout thing. You got Bray Wyatt attacking uh, Mick Foley. Great moment. Probably the best moment next to, for me, because I'm a mark for Stone Cold Steve Austin. I always will be. Stone Cold coming out at the end. Doing exactly what I wanted him to do. Exactly what I wanted Stone Cold to do tonight he did. 
I didn't want him to get out there and try to promote something. I didn't want him to get out there and promote his special. I didn't want him to get out there and, and tune into my special because he didn't even say anything about his special. You know, I honestly really didn't even want him to get out there and start a bunch of trash talk with some younger talent. I didn't want that. I just wanted him to go out there, raise hell, and be stone cold, and he did. And it it's there's reasons why we had guys like that in the Attitude Era, era and why the Attitude Era was so good. And there's reasons why we don't have guys like that now. And the way the product is the way it is right now. During that time period, those professional wrestlers were allowed to push the limits, be themselves, cranked up to 10, cranked up to 11. Now there's so much more restriction on what they do. You know, this is a publicly traded company now. And, you know... You don't have those guys who can, for lack of a better word, make love to the camera the way Stone Cold Steve Austin can do that. Or The Rock could do that. The Undertaker could do that. I mean, you go back, I mean, Ric Flair, one of the best talkers in the world. Stone Cold, The Rock, those guys, you know, they could talk. They, they they drew an emotion out of you. Whether good or bad, it was an emotion. No Baron Corbin speaking of drawing bad emotion. No Baron Corbin tonight. So th there was a lot of guys that, you know, were not utilized tonight, of course, but we knew what it was. Now, if you don't know why they did it, it's because of the ratings. They knew this would bring ratings. And they probably had it set up with Stone Cold to come out and promote his new show already. So they said, hey, we'll be in Tampa, Florida. Hulk Hogan lives there. We'll just go ahead and do a reunion. So this was all for ratings. And I'm sure that it did get good ratings. It was... Um, Tonight's Raw to me was like, you know, in soccer when they have, you know, league matches and then they have friendly matches that don't mean anything, you know, or when you had um, um, preseason games and things like that. This was like a preseason game. This was like a friendly exhibition of sports entertainment. That's all it was to me. Well, guys, thank you so much. We will be watching SmackDown tomorrow night, or tonight rather, when this comes out. And also make sure that you follow on Facebook, David Von Lindsay, DVL Music on Instagram, Big Dave's Wrestling Review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and the Anchor app. You can also go to YouTube and look at Big Dave's Wrestling Review, and there will be a YouTube video up very soon for that as well. Please, if you feel like donating to the cause, $1 a month, 99 cents, you can spend $1 a month for the Big Dave Club, and that helps me get a lot of this stuff that I need. And guys, thank you so much. Monday Night We're All Reunion, it's a wrap, and be on the lookout for the adventures of Big Dave. We are still contemplating what we're exactly going to do with that.
But once I get that all figured out, I will let you guys know. Thank you again so much. Make sure you tune in tomorrow night or Wednesday when I have the SmackDown review up. And you guys have an excellent day. And that is all for Big Dave's Wrestling Review Monday Night Raw Reunion.